and welcome to another episode of Lex Education, the comedy science podcast where comedian me, Laura Lex, tries to learn science from her nerdy younger brother, Ron. Hello, I'm Ron. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very tired. Yeah? Um, yeah, I've had a long week. Burning I, the midnight um, oil? Yeah, well, I did mock the week last week, and I was very happy to be on. I know, I'm so fancy. Um, but as as listeners to this podcast know, I'm not necessarily the most, like, aware person. So I have to do so much research to go on that show. And even with... I spend days reading, and then I sit there, and somebody clever comes out with something... Oh, and did you know that John... McGellamy has done this with this protocol and I'm like oh no oh, I just end up anyway so yeah I'm quite stressed from having done all of that and lots on but happy mm. I'm tired as well I was um, uh, sorry for not being here last week oh yeah Ron you need to grovel at the listeners feet the, I- the feet of their ears. The earlobes. Grovel at their earlobes. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I won't do that, but I am sorry. Uh, I had a chest infection, so we didn't record. And then I neglected to tell Laura that I was going to be in Hamburg for the weekend. Yeah, he literally. I got a text message from him going, oh, can you do intros um, like now? And I was like, not really. I'm out walking Mackey. Um, but as soon as I get back, we can. He was like... No, I'm leaving in an hour and I've got to do an interview in that hour. So it was literally, can you do it in the next three minutes or it can't be done? I was like, well, no then. Go to Hamburg, you stupid loser. I had a great time in Hamburg. Yeah, I bet you fucking did. I was here slaving over a hot hat factory. We got absolutely gumboed by um, Deutsche Bahn, though, Um like uh, the 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 German railway company, so you might have seen in the news that Germany was doing these like nine euro tickets, mm. um, and you could basically go all the way across the country. So me and my mate Shizzy, we planned this um, we planned this trip uh, a couple of months ago, and we you know we look at train prices and we're like, wow, that's super reasonable. <laughs> this this trip's not going to be that expensive at all. Yeah, they stopped doing the nine euro tickets in between. Oh, we did you didn't... not get. Why well, we didn't get interrail tickets. Uh, oh no, because they just stopped doing them. So we were just checking, like, at, you know, we were like, oh, how much does it cost to get from A to B? Like, we weren't necessarily searching for October, if that makes sense. Ron. Yeah. <clears throat> so you have was... such a problem. Anyway, yeah. listen, thank you so much for all of your hat photos. We've been very much enjoying seeing the hats out in the wild. Um, it's been great. Thank you for ordering so many of them. I couldn't believe it. I set them live at 1am when the episode went out and then sort of woke up in the morning and we'd sold over half of them already. Um, we do have a couple of the bob- uh, baseball caps left. So if you're like, oh, I missed out, there's a couple left. Not loads. There's like four of one, I think, and five of the other. But you can still pop to my coffee page and get them. Yep. No bobble hats, though. Everyone else has to be cold. You see, now I feel guilty because I did buy myself a bobble hat. So that I have got one. <laughs> That's fine. Don't. But don't now I feel like I should it. put it on sale. No, make we'll do another run if. Yeah, we, we need to more. because I absolutely botched how much um, posting them was going to cost. So we've lost quite a lot of money. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
but you know. we'll discuss this off air <laughs> In a good way. Um, thank you also to Tom on Instagram who messaged to say he loves the podcast, said it's the highlight of his week, which just makes us, you have no idea how much we love that. Thank you. And and um, said that uh, because they don't use iTunes, couldn't do a review. So have been spreading the word in like other um podcast fan groups to to kind of get people you know oh if you like this podcast hey try this new one so we're so grateful for that thank you and thank you to the people who've left new reviews the numbers of spotify reviews are creeping up and and so are the apple reviews and we're so grateful because it really is making a difference like we're seeing like the increase in numbers and it is it's really quite steady and up isn't it, it it's so exciting yeah and we need constant appraisal not appraisal because that could be negative but approval we do um we hope you like your lab rat as well uh i just posted it we're recording this on friday i just posted it live so yeah uh matthew grant of noise next door fame i know there's a couple of noise next door fans that listen to this um he did all of our illustrations for us and i said look can we get an image to sum up the listenership in a small laboratory rat and uh that's what he came up with so that's that's you thank you very much what should we call the the lab rat? The lab rat. Yeah, but we could we could call him like Bunsen or something. Oh, I love that. Oh, Bunsen. Oh, oh, my heart just broke. Bunsen the lab rat. Oh, yay! Oh, and we should add to the lab rats over the years. We well, we could collection. sell the lab rats of NFTs and let the listeners like customize them and pay us bitcoins. Yeah. Do you know I've got some cryptocurrency, Ron? Oh, no. I don't really know what it is. It's a it's a 21st century fucking Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I've got some. Yeah. <laughs> I, the trouble is, though, I don't know how to get to it because it's just on the internet <laughs> It's in a wallet on the, on the World Wide Web. <laughs> you, um, in London, they have um, Bitcoin um, ATMs. Oh, I should go and get it out. But what do I put in? Just hello, I'm Laura. Can I have my? You should Bitcoin? have a wallet. I don't have Bitcoin. Wallet. I have if I have near protocol. I I don't know. No, neither do I. Anyway, listen, it's not important. <laughs> We're doing atomic bonds today. Um, have fun, and we'll see you afterwards. All right. Hello, Ron. Hello. Sorry, I was scratching my nose. I'll do it again then. Hello, Ron. Hello. I'm not scratching my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to leave that weird first one in. Uh, Okay. Um, 17th lesson today, Ron. Oh, what is up with you? Coughing and doing weird stuff. You haven't got COVID. I had COVID. Yeah, ages ago. Shut up. Um... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sorry. I just got an email that was annoying. Um, Let's just start this all again, (laughs) shall we? Hello, Ron. Hello. I'm not scratching my nose or checking my emails. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's just... Hello. 17th episode today. Uh, Chemistry? It is chemistry, yeah. All right. Can you Look, um, remember what we were doing in the last chemistry episode? No, I no, Ron. No. Let, why do we always have to start with a negative? <laughs> Just assume I don't remember. 
Uh, uh, oh, bonds, bondage. Yeah, the, the different... We were doing bondage. Bonding structure and the property of matter is the wider thing that we're, we're doing at the moment, and we're, we're carrying on with that. Last time we went through different types of atomic bonds. Yeah. I think, I think you got on quite well with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty smart about most things, though, so... I think this is going to be an interesting episode because um, you're often saying stuff like, this is too small, um, why does any of this matter, uh, who cares? Um, mm-hmm. That does sound like me. <laughs> and, um, I think this is going to be a, a good episode for kind of bridging the gap in between the small and things that actually like affect your life. All right. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, Although you did send me a picture earlier and called it figure A, and I don't have a good history with the with the episodes that require figures. No, you're dumb about graphs, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, this, this is not a graph, it's a picture. Okay. Um, do you know what the three states of matter are? Ohio, Idaho, and Arkansas. hey Interesting selection. Not some of the big hitters, I think, when it comes to the US. No, no, that's fair. Um, do you know what? Actually, Ron, weirdly, I was at TechnoQuest this weekend with my little nephew. And I didn't tell you about this at the time because I thought I'd do it as a surprise. But I recorded myself playing with some of the exhibits. What on earth Technoquest is TechnoQuest? Is a, it's a science museum in Cardiff oh. for children. <laughs> But I, I recorded myself playing with some of the exhibits for questions, and I played with one about matter. So I think it's solid, liquid, and gas. It is, yeah. Also, the three things labelled in Figure A that I sent you. Oh, I didn't look <laughs> at it. I didn't want to look at it too early and get cross too early. No, fair enough. Um, are you, you're on your phone. Are you about to play something, or are you just scrolling around? Uh, I was looking at the videos of your of um, me at TechnoQuest. Now I'm just deleting things. Do you want to see a really cute picture of producer nephew and dad? Yes. <laughs> that is cute. Okay. Um, so solid, liquid, and metal gas. <laughs> solid, solid, liquid, and gas. Liquids and metals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Solids, liquids, and metals. How, in yeah. in your head, what's the difference between these things? Oh God, this is this is so stupid. One is solid, one is liquid, and one is gas. That's the difference. One's wet, one's hard, and one's not really a thing. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like the structure of of what's making it up. Scientists. What do you think is so? Let's let's take water as an example. What do you think is happening when water freezes? It's cold. That's an adjective. But what do you think is happening? It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going all stiff. Okay. It's like rigor mortis for water. Huh. Rigor mortis. All right. This is that's that's not a um, a rich well for conversation. Let's move on. <laughs> Is it, um, it's something to do with this, this, this 
does ring some bells from school days. It's it's like um, and also from being at Technoquest at the weekend, where I played with a thing and learned about this. It's about applying energy to the molecules. So the more energy they have, the more moving about all the things that make the thing do. So if they've not got loads of energy, they're probably a solid. And then you give them more energy and they all start wiggling and they become a liquid because they move away from each other and just, whoa, get all jubbly. And then if you keep applying it, they gave them further away and just bouncing around all over the place and then they're a gas. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, see, yes. you do you know these Thank things. Thank you, TechnoQuest. Okay, so, <clears throat> yeah, we're going to... Um, we're going to discuss the different types of matter and we're going to use particle theory um, while we do it. A bit of terminology. Melting and freezing are obviously the opposite of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Same with boiling and condensation. That is the... Right. Melting is opposites to freezing... And then boiling and condensing. Yeah, they're the opposite of each other. So that means that the melting point of a substance is the same as the freezing point. They're the same temperature. And same with the boiling point and the condensation point. What? So the melting... It melts and freezes at the same temperature? Yeah. No? Yeah. How can you do both at one temperature? Well, if you think about it, zero degrees is simultaneously the temperature that ice melts, but that water freezes. Oh. And then 100 degrees, same with steam. Is ice really a thing then, or is it just frozen water? Those things are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes to both. (laughs) Okay. Every day is a school day. (laughs) Can you melt a rock? Yeah, lava. Whoa. You say something, I'll tell you if you can melt it. (laughs) You can melt everything? Yeah. Wood. You can't melt wood. You can melt wood. You can't melt wood. You could. No, you can't. (laughs) You could. You can't melt wood. If you had it in an oxygenless environment so it wouldn't burn, eventually it would melt. Liquid wood? Probably. It'd probably separate out into the different stuff it's made out of first. Because woods may, wood, there are no, I know that this is a point of contention, but wood is a substance that you know, but there is no, like, wood atom. Yeah, wood isn't real, it's like fire. Again, no, but... I put this in my list of things that aren't real. Anything that's not on the periodic table isn't real. (laughs) But then, you know, um, some of the... It's just carbon, isn't it, wood? Yeah, and you could melt carbon. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can. No. What's liquid carbon then? It's that. It's liquid carbon. It doesn't have a name like water. No. Okay. We could call it something if you want. You can't melt wood though. I think theoretically you could. Mm, Sound off in the comments if you've ever melted some wood. Anyway, um, so a solid is when all of these particles are... Imagine that, just a tree melted. Yeah, that's some Dali... Like a Salvador Dali picture. Whoa! You can melt a clock. Yeah. That's plastic and plastic melts. Sometimes it's metal. Anyway, that's boring. Um, 
A solid is when all of the particles and substance are packed in tightly together, okay? Yep. And when they're in that solid form, they were, they're going to form bonds with each other. Yeah, like being in the army. Yeah, or like when you're on a bus. We've no, cut... you don't form bonds with other passengers on a bus. You might, if it's a school bus. No. No. When you get on the bus, you already know everyone you should talk to on that bus. <laughs> and if you start talking to people you don't know when you're on the bus, you're a creep. Stop it. So you get on the bus and you leave the bus with all the friends you were ever going to have on that bus. Is that pigeon at your house or my house? <laughs> my house. Uh, <laughs> that is so loud. Yeah, I think it's well close to the window. Hey, Belgian pigeon. Um, Belgian ha, and pigeon ha, are similar ha, words. Ha. Um, right. Yes, so when they're in a solid, they're going to form bonds with each other. We covered some of these bonds last time. So Ionic bonds. Yep, remember the lattice? You didn't like that. Ugh, yeah. Yeah, and then metallic bonds. Um, in some cases, covalent bonds as well are going to help you form a solid. Yep. We're going to run through the different types of solids in a bit more detail in a second. But okay, <clears throat> there are also intermolecular forces that can... Intermolecular forces. <laughs> I'm starting to see where Oliver got the I am a robot thing. <laughs> intermolecular forces. I am an intermolecular force to be reckoned with. What are you looking at? Are you on your phone again? Yeah, because you're just doing the introduction bit and that's there's nothing to talk about. Put it down. For me. No, Put I'm down. bored. Intermo- I'm joining in. Intermolecular you're forces. Not. You're being disruptive. <laughs> I'm not being disruptive. You are. I'm agreeing with you. Anyway. Yes. Put your phone down. Well, how can I look at figure A if I'm put my yes, phone down? Yes, never asked you to look at figure A. <laughs> <laughs> Put your phone down, please. Also, I could get it up on the WhatsApp web on my desktop. (laughs) (laughs) Have you sorted out your windows yet? Are you still hot? Yeah, we got a a fan thing. A fan is just going to move hot air round your flat, Ron. Get the windows open. It is open. (laughs) Right now. You need a through breeze. You need two windows open in your flat. We do that sometimes for like five minutes at a time. You should be able to do that all the time, Ron. You live in the future. I know, but I've got this cat. Just get a net for the window. You can't just catch the cat in a net every time we want to open the <laughs> Just get window. like a real baggy net over the window that she can't jump through. Boom, Bob's your uncle. Let's stop talking. Stop distracting me so that we don't talk about the subject. When you have a molecular. Um, substance, something like water. What's, when... a mole- what's molecular? Covalent bonds. What's covalent bonds? Um, the ones, um, well, it's when non-metals bind, bind together. Oh, the ones where the atoms get friendly, not charge. Hooking up, atoms linking up. The electrons form pairs in between electrons, them and they share that's them. It, yeah. Not atoms, yeah. 
Yeah, and they form the molecules that make, you know, everything, that, a lot of stuff. Yeah, carry on. I'll just stop asking questions. Yeah, so um, when it's a molecular substance made of small molecules, there will be intermolecular forces that, that will keep them together forces. when they freeze into a solid, okay? No, I'm sorry, I sang over what you said. <laughs> what was it? Molecular substances make intermolecular forces. Yeah, between them when they freeze as they're solid. Because do you remember like 10 minutes ago when I started this <laughs> sentence? I was saying that when a solid, um, a solid is when the particles are packed in together and they'll form bonds with each other. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then when they're molecules, there will be intermolecular forces in between the different molecules. So they are not forming covalent bonds, the different molecules together, when they form a solid. There are different forces that are holding them together. So, what is wood then? <laughs> What's holding a wood together? A wood will be a, a, a big collection of molecules. But they're not covalent, even though they're non-metals bonded. Yeah, it's molecules next to each other. But not bonded. Some of them will be. Some of them will be polymers that are going to be big, but not all of them. Well, polymer meant plastic. A lot of plastics are polymers, but polymer does not necessarily mean plastic. Is there metal in trees? Some. So there could be ionic bonds. <laughs> there will be some ionic bonds, yes. just feel like every time you're teaching something you're like this is how everything bonds and then the next week we do it you're like eh, so they're just next to each other but they're not bonded this way they're just bonded some Move of on. them no because they're like those molecules themselves still have covalent bonds within them let's think about water okay oh yeah a molecule is different to an atom yes okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. This is between the molecules, not the atoms. Yes. Uh, molecule doesn't molecule is the wrong word for a molecule. It needs to be called like a biatom or a triatom or like a atom collective or something. No. Yes, because molecule just doesn't mean anything. Neither does triatom. But it does. It means, like, three atoms. But then you'd have to know how many atoms were in each molecule. No, not necessarily, because you'd just know if it was bi, tri, cry, whatever four is, they would be... (laughs) (laughs) They would be... You'd know what that meant. It would go up to four. Or just it needs a better word than molecule, a multi-atom, then. But the molecules have molecular bonds. It makes sense. Like... But a multi-atom, that just, that's confusing. That makes it seem like molecules are a, 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 are a special, more like atomic... Subs- like, there are multiple atoms in, in ionic substances or, or metals. Ugh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, what I've been building up to here is that when you melt a solid these bonds that are in between the particles when they're packed together as a solid you need to break those bonds so the stronger those bonds are the more energy it takes to break them therefore the higher melting slash freezing point that substance has okay yep okay that makes sense yep 
Cool. So the nature what of the... What determines how strong those bonds are? The nature of the particles determines what the bonds are and how strong they are. Okay. What's and a particle? Like an atom or a molecule, essentially, okay. in, in this... Um, in, in this. So, like we'll run through um, run through them, but it is just the properties of those particles that determine it. And yeah, if, if it's an ionic substance, there's going to be ionic bonds that has a certain um, characteristic to it. If it's a metal, there's going to be metallic bonds that's going to have a certain characteristic. If it's a molecule, that's going to be different again. Okay. Yep. Cool beans. So. Um, cool so the first one that we are going to look at is ionic compounds you remember what structure ionic solids form squares what's that called (laughs) (laughs) you didn't like it lattices yes it's called a um and uh what's it called a giant ionic lattice i think they call it when it's some a big big old substance where where is it yeah giant ionic lattices okay so ionic bonds um are, are quite strong especially when you have so many atoms like that so the Um, So ionic compounds tend to have quite high melting and boiling points. Okay? Ionic compounds. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, for example, if you wanted to melt some table salt, that would take a very high temperature to do. Yes, because they are in cubes. Yeah, the boiling point... Oh, no, that's the boiling point. The boiling point of salt is about 1,500 degrees Celsius. Okay, so because it's a lattice, that's lots of connections, strong bonds, lots of energy to break them. Yes. That makes sense, right? Yep. Cool beans. Um, The other thing they want you to know about ionic compounds... um, because we're moving away from just talking about um, the melting and boiling and stuff into just the properties of these different things. Sorry, probably should have said that. What? I was still writing down the last thing. <laughs> I was just saying that we're moving away from just talking about things melting and boiling into just the properties of these different types of things, okay? Okay. So the other thing that I want you to know about ionic compounds is that if you dissolve them in water, you can then conduct electricity across that water. Wait. What's that got to do with anything? We're just talking about ionic compounds now. What? Why? I don't know what an ionic compound is. Yes, we do. You do, you do, you do. <laughs> it's like salt. <laughs> just think about salt. It even says in the syllabus that salt is the only one that you need to worry yourself with. So salt water's electric? It's conductive, yes. Okay. Could you hazard a guess as to why? Oh, I largely don't care why. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just not going to... I'm trying to think! You stop being so rude while I'm thinking! I thought things were electric because they were socialists with the... the... Ow! Oh! thought things were electric because they crowdsourced their electrons. Um, 
in 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 a sense. Yeah, that's 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 why metal is um, conductive. But what property is it of the electrons that allows that to happen? Charge. Yeah. So ions are <laughs> charged. Makes sense, right? Why are they charged? Oh Lord, I feel like I'm in a swamp. <laughs> what is happening? I feel like you're looking at me like this should be so obvious. And I'm sitting here like, what is going on? Do you remember what ions are? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about molecules. You know how um <laughs> before we even started this project, we we had a conversation about what we would do when we got all the way through the syllabus. <laughs> I honestly think we could just fucking start again <laughs> and then just do the same content again. I honestly, Ion, you said I honestly. Uh, yeah. It's a well, bit like painting the San Francisco <laughs> Bridge. Like. <laughs> I honestly thought I'd be better at it than this. That's... That's what's dawning on me as we get further along this project is that I thought I thought I'd have to play up being really stupid to make it interesting. But it's all so stupid anyway that none of it makes sense. I don't know what an ion is. Ions are I the iron an iron is electric. Electric bonds? No, you just made that up. Too. No, I remember that being a thing I've said before. Something about an <laughs> You've iron. You've never said that before. I have. You go back and listen. I fucking have. No, not electric bonds. Ionic bonds is what it's called. Isn't it ionic? What are we even trying to do here? This is what's the point of today's lesson, please? We're learning about the properties of different materials. But what is what is salt? Is that is that the material we're learning about? We're learning about ionic compounds, of which table salt is one that you come into four or five times a day. Yeah, you're lucky. Twelve to fifteen. Um <laughs> Yeah, number of ulcers I've got from doing this. Don't really get mouth ulcers from being stressed, do you? I don't know. So what am I supposed to be doing? I don't understand. Did you ask me a question? <laughs> I asked you what an ion is. I don't know, Ron. Salt. An ion is when an atom has either too many or too few electrons and therefore it is charged. When you No, have... we've never talked about that. We have <laughs> many times. <laughs> No way! Do you not what remember? Happens, what happens to them? They... Sodium on its own, one electron in its outer ring. What happens when it meets a chlorine that has one gap for an electron in its outer ring? They it gives its electron to the chlorine. They then form sodium chloride, aka table salt. Yeah. And then it's the. That's an ionic compound. I thought that was a molecule. Don't know. Because that's no. two things. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
I just slapped my table in disgust. Yeah. Well, I punched my table earlier and my finger hurts and you didn't say, are you OK? <laughs> no. An ionic compound. The sodium gives its electron to the chlorine. Then it becomes a sodium plus ion. The chlorine is then a chlorine minus ion because it has too many electrons. One is positively charged, one is negatively charged, so they are then attracted to each other. So it's not just the electrons that are attracted to each other, it's the whole atom. It's the whole ion. <laughs> What's a... What do you... But the, uh, an ion just means an atom. No. An <laughs> ion is an atom that has too many or too few electrons. Right, I need to write that down. An ion... Okay, okay, I've got that now. So what are we doing? <laughs> when you dissolve an ionic compound in water... What's a compound? Um, a, a, a mixture of stuff. A molecule? No. What's a, a molecule? molecule? A molecule is when something is covalently bonded together. Oh, God. What's covalent again? It's when they share the pair of electrons in between them. So nobody loses one, but the pair gets together. Okay. 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 Start again. (laughs) When you dissolve an ionic... Just today, I listed us under science podcasts on Apple Podcasts, and I think I need to go back again and take that out again. Yeah, (laughs) no. Children's podcasts. (laughs) When you dissolve an ionic compound in water, that water can then conduct an electric current. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Can you think why that might be? That was the question. That's how we got here. Because it got given two sticks and put in front of the electric orchestra. We're way past jokes, Laura. (laughs) We're way past jokes. (laughs) You do look cross. Um, Well, because they're charged, because ions have a charge. Okay. So, the... Positively charged sodium ion in our salt analogy is going to go towards the negative electrode, isn't it? Yes. And the negatively charged chlorine. Can you stop using that tone, please? Can you retain some information? <laughs> I am week? trying. <laughs> you are trying. Yeah. Okay. The negatively charged chloride ion is going to go towards the positive anode. Uh, sorry, mm. positive electrode, right? Yeah. The chlorine... Only if those nodes are more attractive than they were already to each other. What? Well, the sodium and the chloride were attracted to each other. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It has to overpower that connection, basically. Yeah, it's well, got to um, be a sexy, sexy little stick. But the, chlor- the, the chloride ion has an, an extra electron, right? No. Yes, it does. Yes. Why would I have said that if it didn't? (laughs) Because sometimes you ask me questions. Yeah, but I I, I never ask you trick questions. Yes, you do. Only in the quiz. Anyway, shut up. So the chloride (laughs) ion goes to the positive electrode. Why is it chloride, not chlorine? Because that's just what it's called when it's an ion. Okay. We've been through this as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of this is like, these episodes are just going to come increasingly like clip shows from our previous (laughs) ones. 
So the chloride ion has an extra electron. When it gets to the positive electrode, it gives that electron to the electrode. Therefore, that is the electric current going across, a flow of electrons, a flow of charge. Then does it give them back to the sodiums on the other side? No. Why not? Wait, it might actually... Because what happens when you do this is that you get chemical reactions at each of the electrodes. So when you do this with um, like just table salt in there, you get chlorine gas coming off the positive electrode and you get hydrogen gas coming off of the, the negative one. That sounds very dangerous. Yeah, it's not it's not pleasant. There's we didn't even that's just it. That can you can you hold in your head that when you dissolve an ionic compound in water, it conducts electricity? I already said yes to that about fifteen minutes ago. Alright, cool. We're gonna move on now to small molecules, alright? Small molecules. Do you know what a molecule is? <laughs> no, not really. It's two atoms. No, it's, it, can be, it can be hundreds and thousands of atoms. It, it's some atoms. It's when they're covalently bonded together. <sighs> and covalent... It's when they share a share pair of electrons. <laughs> share a pair of electrons. Covalent, like codependent. Yes. Codependent atoms is a molecule. Yes. Okay. I don't think we need the word molecule. I think we should just call them covalently bonded atoms. That's longer. Yeah, but it says what it is. So does molecule, if you can just remember a definition of <laughs> I something. I can't, though, because it doesn't mean anything. Molecule. Like, what molecule? This is, this is like in 1984, where they're just like, oh, let's eliminate all of these words that we don't need. Yeah, good on them. Well done, 1984. <laughs> Great idea you've had there, George Orwell. I'm so, in support. So we're going to talk about small molecular compounds at the moment, okay? Sure. So this is things like water, alcohol, methane, stuff like this. Small molecules. Water is only three atoms in a molecule, okay? Yes. These things tend to have very low boiling or melting points because intermolecular forces are relatively weak. Intermolecular forces. <laughs> so when... So water... How you can say that without wanting to sing it? <laughs> I truly can. <laughs> when, when water freezes, water is H2O, right? A hydrogen right. atom... Covalently bonded to an oxygen atom, covalently bonded to another hydrogen atom. Yeah. Ho! H O H! Ho! When that freezes. That's another way of saying it. Ho! When that. Ho! End the podcast. I'm out. I'm out. You can't get out now. You've signed a contract. When that freezes, it does when not... That fr- Did you say when? No. When that freezes, it does not form covalent bonds in between the different water molecules, OK? Why not? Because there's no more electrons for them to share. What do you mean? What? I'm not doing the whole... Go back and listen to the episode where... Like, go back and listen to our last chemistry episode. No, 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 no. No. 
I understand what you mean. The molecules don't covail to another molecule. No. Okay. There are other forces in between the molecules. There are other forces at work here, young Padawan. Exactly, yes. Okay, so these molecules don't covail to each other. Do you have any interest in learning about the forces <laughs> between these molecules? It's not in the syllabus, but I do know it. You tell the listeners, and I'll just finish writing up what we've already covered. <laughs> okay. Water molecules have fairly strong dipoles between them because oxygen's... Diapers? Dipoles. Dipoles. Because Why well, I've written down the word frustrating. It's other frustrating. Were you saying the word frustrating? No. Hmm. It's other <laughs> It might have forces. just been beaming it out of my head. <laughs> um, oxygen molecules have... Fairly strong dipoles because oxygen is uh, much... Um, it, it basically, it's a stronger attractive force than a hydrogen atom. So it pulls the pair of electrons that are in between them closer towards the oxygen and gives that end of the molecule a vague negative charge. And therefore, it has a... The, the molecule itself is a little bit charged on one side and not on the other. Lots of molecules have this, and it affects the boiling point of those molecules. The other thing that they can get is something called Van der Waals forces, which is basically all of the electrons are just zipping around the molecule at all times. Sometimes they just happen to all go to one side, or a majority of them goes to one side. This will give the molecule an instantaneous kind of charge on one end of it, and then they'll form very weak bonds together. I'm done. Hello, I'm back. Molecules. Put your hand up if you missed me. Everybody's got their hands up. Molecules, when you dissolve them in water, they don't conduct electricity. Sorry for burping. I ate a carrot. Molecules in don't water. Don't conduct electricity in water. Oh, God, I burped again. Sorry. Ugh. I'm going to say it again so we can cut that out. Molecules don't have an overall charge, so they don't conduct electricity when dissolved in water. Okay. Okay, cool. Right. Okay. So, if I... You know, like, when people electrocute themselves in films by putting a toaster in the bath? Mm Mm-hmm. It's fine, as long as it's not salt water. No. Why? There's all. There's just kind of always stuff in water. It's very hard to get pure water. Also, right. depending on, I think depending on how I might be wrong on this, but I think depending on how strongly. Um, also, <laughs> you can't see Ron, but he's like, he's got his hands on his face, and then just each index finger is covering up an eyebrow and his eyes are getting smaller and smaller and smaller the longer we record for. He looks really sad. Yeah, sometimes I do this when I'm stressed. Um, Why are you stressed, Ron? I've made a page of notes. Some, something that I, I don't really want to get into with you, but is that... A bath? No, we should. Um, <laughs> water doesn't always exist just as H2O. Sometimes it... it, it, it it's kind of going through a cycle of forming that, but then also breaking up into OH minus and H plus. And that what will... What does con- that mean? Well, OH minus, like an oxygen and a hydrogen ion, that's got a negative charge, and then an H plus, 
and that will conduct electricity. Why is it doing that? It just does. Don't worry about it, okay? okay. Just don't worry about it. I am worried now. <laughs> don't. We're going to talk about polymers now, okay? Plastics! Plastics are polymers. Not all polymers are plastics. All po- polymers matter. Polymers are very large molecular substances, okay? Large... So covalently bonded atomic subject substances. Yep. So the intermolecular forces between intermolecular them forces are relatively strong, especially compared to small molecules. So they have higher melting and boiling temperatures than small molecules. Okay. Um, and like the when when they get really big, the physical shape of them starts to play in. I think it's like correct that oil the different fractions of oil is just different lengths of hydrocarbon chains like different length polymers mm-hmm. and the longer they get um, the reason why those have much higher boiling temperatures is because they are literally like tangled in together and then they can't boil off the top because they're kind of knotted up and stuff oh the next one we're going to cover giant um is giant covalent structures shall i write that down really big Yes, I think that should be its own page. <laughs> Can you think of any giant covalent structures that we've named before, Laura? No. So this is things where... Diamonds! A... Exactly, yeah. It's a thing where it is a molecular substance, but then the molecule doesn't like close off, it tessellates. So yeah, that's things like diamond, um, uh, graphite is another one. Mainly um, carbons, then. Yeah, because carbon forms four covalent bonds, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially just doing two different podcasts simultaneously <laughs> now. <laughs> Do you think a giant covalent structure, Laura, would have a high or a low melting point? A very high. Why? Because I've... Because... Because very lots of bonds in an organised fashion. So you need lots of energy to bust them open. It's not necessarily about the frequency of the bonds, because there's lots of bonds in between all of them. But we know, you and me... So you're going to say the... wiener then. <laughs> wiener! <laughs> we know... Um, there's a <laughs> there's a place in Brussels just called Wiener, <laughs> and the 95 bus goes there. <laughs> it just says Wiener in massive letters across the front. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, we know you and I after the last uh, episode we did on different types of atomic bonds. That covalent bonds are the strongest type of bond. Do we? Yeah, we know that you and I. Didn't write it down, sorry. <laughs> Strongest type. Yeah. Because they're sharing. They're just, it, they're strong. Strongest type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you melt a giant covalent structure, like if you wanted to melt a diamond, don't question it, it is possible. Nah. Diamonds are forever. No, you could melt a diamond if you got it hot enough. 
You but that type of heat doesn't exist on planet Earth. Do you want to see how hot a diamond's melting temperature is? I do, Ron. I do. I also I googled if um, you could theoretically melt wood, and they reckon yes. Oh, but you can't. Uh, diamond melting point. Oh, it's actually not as hot as you'd think. Forty Seven, degrees. Seven hundred degrees. Seven hundred degrees. Yeah. Celsius or Kelvin? Celsius. Mm. Do I get points? Don't, for don't try Kelvin? and curry favour by <laughs> spouting <laughs> random scientific knowledge that you've picked up like fluff off a carpet. I thought that was the whole point of this podcast was to curry favour by picking up spouting knowledge. No, pick up structured and layered knowledge that accumulates <laughs> not just fucking pocket lint that will get brushed off and replaced by something else next week yeah anyway covalent bonds are strong when you melt a diamond you have to break all of those different covalent bonds yeah so that takes a lot of energy it leaves a lot of trauma left behind in the carbon atoms as well it does the next one we're going to do is metals Metals. You can remember the structure of metals. Metals are socialists. Is there one T or two T's in metals? I've written that down and it doesn't look right. How many have you put in there? Three. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've put two, but it doesn't look right. I'm going to yeah, get one. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> Metallic bonds. How have you spelt it? M E double T L E? Yeah. Really? That's not right, is it? No, it's M E T A L. Yeah, it's like petals. Jeez. What's test your metals then? That's spelt metal, M-E-double-T-L-E. That's nothing. What no, it you... is. Test your metal. It's spelt like M-E-double-T-L-E. <laughs> you look so annoyed, but I'm right. I know words. A metal spelt like that literally is a person's ability to cope well with difficulties. Yeah, test your metal. I, I know I know words, Ron. I don't know science, but I do know words. Huh. Um, metallic bonds just carpool their electrons, crowdsource them. They're just all loosey goosey. Yeah, they pull their electrons. Yeah, yeah, all them, all they they're allowed to take what they need. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, that's quite a good way of bonding. So metals tend to have quite um, quite high melting points. But um, as we um, we discussed before, like the like sodium one, uh, sodium metals and group one metals, those had had lower melting points because they've only got one electron on the outer ring that they share, so the bonds are weaker. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bit vacant. That made sense. They have fewer electrons I in the outer ring. Yes. Oh my god! You are like the tone police. I'm not even allowed to just understand it. I have to ex- understand it exactly in the right sound. But I just didn't trust that you did understand it <laughs> because quite often, what are we? Forty-five minutes in, you start just saying yeah. <laughs> well, I do think the episode should be shorter. <laughs> It's not me that's holding us up. <laughs> anyway, pure metals, the atoms are in layers. Whoa. Yeah, and then when, um, which is why metals can be sort of shaped and bent and stuff. Pure metals. They because, don't snap. Yeah, because the, the layers, when you bend, the layers slide over each other. 
Whoa. So, when you then start making alloys or do things like introduce carbon into iron to make steel, you are kind of breaking up those layers. So, there'll be the layers can't slide over each other because there are bigger or smaller atoms kind of creating friction. And that's why alloys or steel and stuff like that, or carbonized metals, are harder and you're stronger. More bonds. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> what do you want me to say? No, that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Right. Well done, Ron. Um. I thought it was going to be a nice one. It was nice, wasn't it? I had a nice time. I've made I've... loads of notes. I thought that might make you care because, you know, like, you know that metals can be shaped and this explains why. Mm, yeah, a bit. I got really... I think the problem was, because we started talking about wood, I've just been thinking about wood for quite a lot of that. <laughs> now I don't really believe in trees. <laughs> what is a tree? Okay, listen, Ron, I'm sorry that that stressed you out and made you sad, but I'm going to smash this quiz. So we'll play a jingle and we'll be back with the quiz. See you next week for the quiz. Except it'll be in a second. We're back, and it's been more than a week. It's been, yeah, it's been a couple. It's been a couple of weeks, so I don't feel good about my chances here. And I don't um, know about you, but it's been weeks to meet. Like it, it feels like it's been years since we last recorded. Yeah, it's been years, and um, we've sort of we've released quite a few episodes because we're now into the releasing, which we haven't been for previous episodes. So I feel super familiar with what we did in the first few episodes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I really understand what an organelle is. Um, sort of forgetting that the lessons are still going on because I was like, we're releasing them now. It doesn't matter, but. And here yeah. I am, back to Idiot Town. And you and like you hear those episodes and then you do realise quite how far we've progressed as well. Do you feel like that? I do not. <laughs> well, no, I guess it makes a difference if it's not going in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just flicking through to my notes and I have written covalent structures in massive writing. So I'm assuming that's what we were doing. <laughs> I mean, that was a small part of what we did, yes. Oh, why do I write it so bad then? All right, Ron, hit me with a quiz. Cool beans. So, chemistry something quiz. Here we go. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, it's eight, Ron's counting. My favourite part of the episodes. Nine points. Okay. <laughs> Laura, for three points. Oh, shit. Using particle theory, please explain the difference between a solid, a liquid, and a gas. What do you mean, using particle theory? Using particle theory as the backdrop for your explanation. What's particle theory? <laughs> Is that what we did last it's time? It's a concept that we went through, yeah. I haven't written that down anywhere in my notes. Well, we must not have covered it then. <laughs> Shut up. Um, well... Okay, I'm going to ignore the bit about particle theory because I don't know what you're talking about with that. But my explanation, as I understand it, of 
solid, a freezing, and a gas is when you Sorry, have. Say that again. What did I say? A solid, a freezing, and a gas. <laughs> did I? Well, I, it's because I'm confused and I said the wrong word. A solid. A metal? No, what am I talking about? <laughs> a solid and liquid. Oh my God. A solid and liquid and a gas. That's not Fuck good. Me. <laughs> a solid and liquid and a gas. I know what I mean. Shut up, please. Um, the, it, it's, it's, it's about how much energy, or maybe this is particle theory. It's, it's about how much energy the particles have. So um, a solid has bonds making it stick together. And then the more energy you put into that, the more, I don't know, like they vibrate or they break their bonds and they whiz about. So they become a liquid, they're all sloshy. And then even more, they, I don't know, break even more bonds and become a gas and move even further apart from each other. I'm going to give you two out of three for that. And that ain't bad. No, that's pretty damn good, actually. You surprised me there. Yeah, so particle theory is basically um, just thinking about these... uh, It's basically simplifying it. So thinking about these things as, like, you know, point, like, orbs, rather than considering the fact that, like, uh, a molecule is going to be a a larger structure. What are you looking at? What do you keep glancing at? Um, A grape. (laughs) Eat the grape. No, I don't want to eat this grape. It's a bit of a skanky grape. Okay, feed it to Mackie. No, dogs can't have grapes. Okay. That's some science I've taught you. (laughs) Um. I'll stop looking at it. It's because I'm not in my office. I'm downstairs because Tom's away so I can go where I like. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, so that's just a way of simplifying things, right? What was? Particle theory. The thing I explained very eloquently. Yeah, so just particle theory is a way of simplifying it. So rather than thinking about all the facets of the particle that we're thinking, we're just think, considering them as little spheres, okay? Yeah. And then in a solid, they're tightly packed together and they're bonded together in a structure. Yes, a yep. lattice. Sometimes. Yes. Um, uh, and then in a liquid, <laughs> those bonds are broken, but they're still tightly packed together. Like, you can't compress a liquid. There's no gaps in between all of them. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, uh, or all of the particles, rather. So, um, And then a gas is when all of those um, bonds are broken and there's so much energy that they are whizzing about. Whizzy! So, yes. um, the, there's a point for, in a solid, tightly packed, bonded together... In a liquid, tightly packed, but the bonds are broken, so they can move around and slide past each other. And then a gas, they um, they have so much energy that they're vibrating and there's gaps in between them and there are no bonds. Yeah. Okay, so you, yeah. Why didn't I get three marks then? I said all of that. You said all of that, but in in fragments and shuffled and remixed. <laughs> and like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, so so you only got two out of three because you, you kind of did a word salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm happy with that. That's fine. That's more points than I've got in whole quizzes before. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, right. Um, so the next one, one point for each of these. What is holding these solid materials together? Okay. So ice. What is holding ice together? Maybe you want to say, like, what type of structure ice is? What's it made out of? 
Water. Yep, and what type of particle is water? H2O. Yep, that's what that's what it is, but what is what is H2O? How how is H2O made? It's not made. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's a molecule? Yep, okay. It's a small molecule. So how oh, I've written small molecule as well. I didn't say the small because I wondered if I was meant to write that. Yeah, it does seem like you've just kind of written down the titles of each section <laughs> that we talked about last time. I imagine that's why you've written covalent structure and huge writing because we also talked about large covalent structures. Well, I've just noticed I've written the word giant very small next to covalent structures. Oh, that's some so hang on, I'm just going to read my notes up then. Word art that you're <laughs> well done. So hang on, I have written written down this might be the answer they water is a covalent bond there's a covalent bond in between the hydrogens and the oxygen of the water but it wouldn't be is it covalent bonds in between oh no hang on if i read further down the notes jesus fucking christ (laughs) molecules don't covale to each other uh, it, so it's other forces for, at work between the molecules. Then I've crossed out the word frustrating. I don't uh, know if we've talked much about it on um, on the show, but um, fans may or may not be aware that Laura and I are both quite big fans of the game Magic the Gathering. Yep. Um, however, it's quite hard to play Magic the Gathering with Laura because so often she does something and then you realise that she's just stopped reading the card halfway through. <laughs> And you've just seen that, but in a different context. I'm bad. I just, I just read a little bit, and then whatever that was distracts me. So it's yeah. really hard to carry on reading the rest you, of it. You read it until the slightest whiff of <laughs> dopamine has hit your brain, <laughs> and then you just give up. Yeah, it's not give up. I just do something else then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think I've. I know the answer to that actually. <laughs> Because because that's the end of my page, and then the next thing says polymers. I think yeah. I've moved on. You have so, moved on. Um, so they're not covalent to each other, so I don't really know how they're bonded to each other. I don't think we talked about it. So that is true. They're not covalently bonded to each other. That would be a giant covalent structure like a diamond or graphene or something like that. Um, uh, all, all you needed to say was... You feel in- extra patient today. This bodes well for the lesson we're going to do after this quiz. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I think I quite like talking about this stuff. Um, So I all I was looking for is intermolecular forces. Intermolecular forces. I bet I did that last time, didn't I? Yeah. I got halfway through that and wanted to do that. Right. I haven't. I've written forces at work between the molecules. Well, that's Mm. yeah. That's a rephrasing. Yeah. (laughs) Inter. Molecular. You'd have gotten a bonus point for saying Van der Waals, or the fact that um, ice uh, water molecules have an inherent dipole. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, how is the solid material of tin held together? A metallic bond. Yes, point. Yes. That's how easy these should be. Yes. And what about diamond? Covalent bond. Ding. Point. Well done. Carbons so. all holding hands. Peace and love in our time. Yeah. You guys were talking about that on Years and Years recently. Yes. 
I'm just bleeding my information from this <laughs> podcast through into years and years. I know, it's very funny. Okay, the next one, um, we're going to do true or false about ionic compounds, okay? All right. Um, okay, so true or false, ionic compounds have low melting points. Is a picture of some lungs. Ionic compounds have high melting and boiling points, actually, Ronald. So, are you saying false? Uh, Yes, I am false. Thank you. Sorry, I forgot it was true or false. (laughs) Okay. True or false, they conduct electricity when dissolved in water. down into molecular forces um, <laughs> um true oh, i've written salt water is conductive anyway so maybe that means i should have written down something else that is but true. i'm going to assume that that is an example and i should have written down whatever it was intermolecular compounds conduct water that's in. some good reasoning there laura well done yes. i don't patronize me i know how to reason stuff i'm a smart woman i just don't care apply about yourself. any of this i don't apply myself to this no <laughs> but yes ding another point for ye. yes are you counting how many points i've got yeah um two okay. out of three then two out of three and two out of three so far woohoo um, okay, the last one. Ionic compounds only dissolve in wet water. They, they do not react with dry water or steam. It feels like I'd have got mad at the idea of dry water last week. So I'm going to try not to do that right now. <laughs> Even though everything you've just said sounds like bullshit. Have you ever seen the film Fifty First Dates? Yes, I have. Sometimes this podcast feels like doing that, where you're telling me about something and I'm like, and we did this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the patience of an Adam Sandler type. Oh, no. Um, and I'm no Drew Barrymore. Um, listen, I don't know, so I'm just going to... Let me see. Ion is an atom that has a charge. Brackets too many or too few electrons. Small molecules. Melting is opposite to freezing. Why did you write that down? <laughs> that did blow your mind a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's like something you should just know, Laura. Don't write that down. Um, do you know what? I've, I haven't made any n- notes on this, so I'm going to say false. I mean, I made up dry water. And <laughs> oh! It, it, so I could have got mad about it. Yeah. Um, they do, it dissolves in all types of water, I think. <laughs> so am I right or wrong? I'm going to say you're wrong. Ah! I thought, no, you said it didn't react to... I said, yeah, but it, dry water doesn't exist, so it's fine. <laughs> that is rude. I just I wanted to test out how much you believe. <laughs> Well, you are rude. So I got six out of nine. Yes, six out of nine. Um, so 
Uh, you finished the episode, you did. We'll finish it <laughs> nearer the time. Okay. Class dismissed. Well, two thirds, Ron. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Two thirds. What? Are we recording? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> See, we spend the whole episode looking at how absolute <laughs> trash I am at science, but I am a marvel of of broadcasting. Yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. I just want people to understand I've got skills. That's like, that's like watching an episode of Taskmaster and being like, well, we spend the whole thing watching people mess up, but isn't it clever? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. I just want people to know that I'm loved. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Has anyone ever melted wood? That is my question of the week. Ever melted a wood? No euphemisms? Yeah. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Ron, Ron doesn't want to say anything. Um, I, I, um, um, text us on... Um, uh, no, you go. I'm bad What's this. happening over I'm there? I'm so tired. But this is why I make us notes. Anyway, okay, so, yeah, as we said at the top, still a couple of hats on sale if you want a baseball cap. Pop over to my coffee page, ko-fi.com forward slash lauralex forward slash shop. Um, Also, I wanted to say... uh, that anybody that wants a little extra Laura Lex time every week, my book club has restarted every Woo-hoo. Tuesday night at 9 pm on YouTube. You can join me for a live reading of a brand new book that I'm writing to order based on your votes. The first episode is live now, so you can go and seek that out and watch it. Uh, and then um, the episode two will start on Tuesday. So you'll see a lot of the lab rats in the comments. And uh, if you want some company on a Tuesday night from the safety of your own home uh, that is absolutely free, then join me on Tuesday nights at 9pm. Um, we'll be back next week with... Oh, fuck, it's physics. Oh, yeah. That's horrible, because that means next week is physics and we're about to record physics. Double Yuck physics. It. All right, well, listen, and we need a two-week special... Of your catchphrase, Ron. Class, class, dismissed. <laughs>